We all want the wall. Maybe not the one made of concrete and mortar, stretching from sea to shining sea to keep our southern neighbors out. But in some capacity, even if we'd rather think higher of ourselves, deep down, sometimes really deep down, we all want to be safe, comfortable. It's why birds of a feather flock together. Why, for thousands of years, people have lived in tribes, rarely venturing beyond the confines of their own territory. We see it in skin tones and facial features, the natural result of procreation in a secluded environment. Walls protect us. They separate us from them. And as we find others who fit our tribal mold, our walls only grow thicker. They begin to curve inward above us, inching slowly towards their opposite ends, until at last, they meet in the center, blocking out the sky above and enclosing us inside. Of course, we never call ourselves trapped. On the contrary, we're safe here. We belong here, where no foolish ideas from the outside can get in. I'm talking about a bubble, specifically the Christian bubble. I know it's a popular cliche among skeptics, but one with good reason, I think, and I'd be willing to wager that anyone who's ever poked their head outside the bubble feels the same. I spent most of my life inside the Christian bubble. Oh sure, I went to public school and made friends who weren't believers, but I never so much ventured outside the bubble as I took part of the bubble with me. I wore it over my head like a space helmet, giving me air to breathe and a lens through which to see the world. Things made sense in the bubble. The world operated on a particular set of rules. I could always rely on God to act a certain way because, well, he always did. And the few times he misbehaved, well, I just wasn't seeing the whole picture, surely. I'd simply pray for more faith and then walk away feeling better about myself because it wasn't my problem anymore. My first glimpse from beyond the bubble happened on the other side of the world. Thailand is literally as far from Missouri as you can go before you start getting closer again. Intrigued, I set out with a handful of Christians to visit an American missionary stationed in Bangkok. That first week was spent working alongside a local church in their efforts to befriend area college students. We took them to the beach, saw movies, sang karaoke. The Thai people loved getting to spend time with Americans, giving the church an opportunity to make connections and eventually share the gospel. To say the trip was encouraging doesn't quite convey it. God was moving. We were reaching people who'd never heard the gospel before in their lives. Everything I did and saw only reinforced my bubble, which is why, when that bubble popped halfway through our second week, it hurt worse than anything I could have imagined. Standing atop the 84th floor in the center of downtown Bangkok, I felt something I'd never experienced before. Uncertainty. I watched as eight and a half million people went about their lives, blissfully unaware of Jesus, heaven, hell, redemption, salvation the very cornerstones of my faith. I realized in that moment that most of them would never know those things. They'd never even be given the opportunity. God had abandoned Thailand altogether. My bubble is gone. In a matter of seconds, the God I thought I knew had become a complete stranger. I tried to pray, but confusion and anger held my thoughts hostage. I told a few friends on my team what I was thinking, but most of them just told me to just trust God or just have more faith. But I, I couldn't. I was desperate. Desperate for the people of Thailand. Desperate for my faith. Desperate for God. Just desperate. I wanted my bubble back, but God refused to let me have it. I don't know why. 
I suspect, though, that he wanted me to see the world for the way that it truly is. Aimless, bleak, lost, desperate. We all want the wall. But I can't help but wonder if God wants to destroy our walls. To completely and utterly tear them down until there's nowhere to go and no one to run to but himself. And then our deepest desperation to whisper, I'm here. I'm coming to make things right. But I'm here. Now. And just wait until you see what I'm about to do. Oh come, oh come, Emmanuel. God with us. We are so desperate. Psalm 13. Oh Lord, how long will you forgive me? Forever? How long will you look the other way? How long must I struggle with anguish in my soul, with sorrow in my heart every day? How long will my enemy have the upper hand? Turn and answer me, O Lord my God. Restore the sparkle to my eyes, or else I will die. Don't let my enemies gloat, saying, We've defeated him. Don't let them rejoice at my downfall. But I trust in your unfailing love. I'll rejoice, because you've rescued me. I will sing to the Lord, because he is good to me.